welcome to episode two of the second season of the Read Between the Lines podcast. I'm your host, Chris Reed, and we got a packed show for you guys today. Uh, Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, though, there are a few things I want to shout out. Uh, The first episode had only hit 15 downloads so far, and part of that's got to be my fault due to the long hiatus I took. But I know we can do much better than that, so let's get the word out to our friends, you know, that we're back this season, and this season's going to hit a little harder than the first. Uh, Remember to keep submitting your questions and topics, as that will make the show even more exciting. Uh, I'm going to attempt to get some guests on this season once the weather warms up and we can hold discussions out back with some cocktails, Uh, so look out for that in the future. And I also wanted to mention that I've started something new with another group called Chris's Crack Breaks, where we basically lottery off autographed sports memorabilia at a cheap rate, so go ahead and check out that group, and I'll post the link in this group's Facebook page if anybody wants to join us. And I also want to give a shout out to my buddy Matt Hoja's lawn care business, Hoja Mowing. Uh, He's offering free estimates for spring cleanup and free estimates on all your lawn care needs. Uh, I know I'm going to be reaching out to him for some mulch work this year and probably some uh, spring cleanup. So uh, hit up his Facebook page. That's Hoja's Mowing. And I also wanted to let you guys know that my girlfriend, Shauna, is still doing the pink zebra sense thing. So check out what she has going. Shoot her a message if you're interested. And so... With all that being said, we're going to get into some more opinion pieces this show and a little less of the news article type stuff. So let's dive in and see where this episode takes us. I want to talk about the Super Bowl for a minute, but not from the sports aspect of it. Uh, Did anyone notice that all the celebrities and governors that were shown on camera, there was not a single one of them wearing a mask, even though the mask mandates were still in place until February 15th in California? You know, what makes this even more sickening is they are forcing children to wear masks in schools, why they just go about freely without them. You know, now we all know and agree that the masks don't work, and everyone should be going without them but it's hypocrisy to make kids wear them while they're just going around without them. You know, it's just more of the same. The rule is for thee, but not for me. I mean, the last time the mayor of L.A. was caught taking a picture with Magic Johnson maskless, he said he was just holding his breath. So were all the celebrities in attendance at the Super Bowl just holding their breath? Uh, These celebrities and politicians don't even believe the masks work, but they just can't, can't let go and let the normal everyday people go ahead and live their lives. You know, the saddest part is during the performance of, you know, Lift Every Voice and Sing before the Super Bowl, you know, the children in the orchestra, they were all forced to wear masks. You know, these people should be ashamed of themselves, and I hope America is starting to wake up to the hypocrisy that's taken place these last two years. It's vaxxed. You know, we all think cancel culture is bad now, but I hate to say it, but wait until these young adult twits that are in college now are the ones who are actually in charge of this country. You know, the Manhattan Institute released a report on cancel culture, and their conclusion is that it's only going to get worse. They say younger people are more likely to support cultural socialism than older Americans are. You know, this is going to mount to a significant challenge in the future for the, for the freedom of expression and speech. You know, a poll shows that half of the young adults between the ages of 18 to 35, they believe that political correctness is a good thing 
because it protects against discrimination, while less than a third think it's going to stifle freedom of speech. You know, these young idiots polled also showed 44% agreed with the firing of people who backed or supported our former president, Donald Trump. You know, we're seeing signs of the changing of the ideological guard in America and in the major social institutions. You know, an opinion page editor for the New York Times, he was fired when he suggested that a military response to Black Lives Matter and the Antifa riots that were taking place last year. You know, it was an opinion piece in the opinion section of a newspaper, and he got fired for it. So I guess his opinion was wrong. Thinking back about this opinion, you know, I firmly agree with him. People should not have had to watch their businesses and livelihoods burn to the ground while nothing was being done to prevent it. What do you say? Garbage? So since when did our thought process in America turn to disagreeing with something equals hate, bigotry, or phobia? You know, the flip side to this is that the term love is now, is now synonymous with unquestioning. You know, it's unquestioning agreement and the celebration of someone else's lifestyle and beliefs. Now, this kind of backwards thinking will shape our thought processes in the future on things such as sexuality, marriage, and raising children. It is so bad that if a conservative organization disagrees with the LGBTQ agenda due to their religious or personal beliefs, they are immediately labeled as a hate group or that the person is a bigot. You know, disagreement does not mean judgment. It just means we don't agree, and that's okay. That is the foundation of what this country was built on, disagreement and compromise. This kind of thinking also eliminates tolerance if you think about it. You know, tolerance means treating people with respect even when you disagree. You know, I know that's a foreign concept these days. You know, to get you thinking about what I'm getting at, take this as an example. You know, a Rams fan and a Bengals fan disagree on which team is superior, but they tolerate each other. You know, two Rams fans, however, cannot be tolerant of each other because their opinion is the same on the superior team and agreeance is different than tolerance. You know, we need to go back to teaching society how to be tolerant of each other, even when our opinions differentiate. You know, if someone has a different opinion, that is okay. But resorting to hate to counter their opinion and belief is not going to accomplish anything but a wider divide. We need to teach not to force your opinions or beliefs on another. We may refuse to believe what others do, but accept that it is that their beliefs and we need to respect them. I hate you. I hate you more than anyone I know. I hate you more than anyone on the planet. I hate you more than anything. I hate you so, so much. Thanks for subscribing, and I won't hate you. Yeah, I want to go back and talk about hypocrisy a little more, and this time from the Whoopi Goldberg scandal. I know we should not even give this windbag the time of day, but there is a point to be made here. You know, she said that the Holocaust was not about race. You know, not sure where she studied this from, but it may be one of the most ignorant things that I've ever heard in my lifetime. And then she got a two-week suspension for spewing this idiocy, which is very lenient considering we have seen time and time again people losing their jobs for something they tweeted many years ago. But then again, the leniency is not shocking. Goldberg is a representative of so many progressively-minded people in the media class who talk as other people tweet, with no sense of responsibility, no sensitivity to other people, and no real gra grasp of what constitutes an argument or even the truth. She is, after all, the woman who, with reference to film director Roman Polanski's rape of a minor, argued it was not rape-rape, 
a fascinating categorical distinction, especially when applied to the sexual assault of a minor. You know, this is just more of the left-wing media elite allowed to do and say as they please, you know, while exonerating those on the right when they speak their minds. You know, Whoopi's immoral comments on child rape and on the Holocaust suggest not so much that she's an evil person as that she is simply rather dim-witted. Yet, for some reason, the fact that she was was a passably amusing actress 30 years ago whose sole skill was her ability to pretend to be somebody else somehow means that her opinions on other matters count as serious social commentary. So why do celebrities have much more leeway to say stupid shit than, say, a plumber or a teacher or any other normal human being would have? You know, I would, ra- I would wager that a plumber knows that rape-rape is not a distinction in the forms of sexual assault or that the Holocaust was indeed based on the race of the Jewish people. But in our world, being dim-witted Hollywood figure, you can get away with stupid shit like this, you know, while us peons, we can't. They are simply allowed to cross lines that a plumber or teacher, they're just not allowed to do. You know, Goldberg is reportedly furious that her ritual public apology, you know, has not made it all magically disappear. And that just shows how privileged and entitled her world is compared to that of the rest of us that inhabit it. You will bow down before me, both you, and then one day, your ass! Alright, let's get into some sports topics now. Well, the Super Bowl didn't go how I planned it, and I'm not going to blame the refs for the loss because that is a cheap way out. But I will say they were very inconsistent. You know, they let holding, pass interference, face masks, and everything go for the first 58 minutes of the game, and then in the end they started blowing the whistle and throwing flags. You know, the reason, though, that the Bengals lost is what has been their biggest weakness the whole season. Their offensive line is just straight garbage. You know, Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times during the regular season and then 19 more in the postseason. You know, they need to take that $50 million they have under the cap this offseason and get some offensive linemen before Joe Burrow gets killed. You know, speaking of off-seasons, what do you guys think the Browns have in store for their fans? You know, do they move on from Baker, or do they run it back with him? You know, it's hard to say, you know, what the problem was last season. Does Baker really stink, or was it his shoulder that hampered him all year long? You know, also staying in the AFC North, what did the Steelers do now that Big Ben has hung them up? You know, a lot of rumors going around, but I cannot believe that they're going to turn the keys over to Dwayne Haskins next year. You know, can Dwayne be a great quarterback? Yes, but his work ethic and maturity are very low. You know, for Haskins to be a great quarterback, he's going to have to want to be a great quarterback. Well, the Winter Olympics is going on, and nobody gives two shits about that, so let's just move on to the listener question and topic section of the show. So the first set of questions for this episode come in from Matt Hoja, and he had two questions that he wanted me to discuss. You know, welcome back to the show, Matt. You know, Matt first asks if Las Vegas is good for the NFL. So far, he believes it has not been a good thing for its image of the players getting in trouble out there, you know, even dating back before the Raiders were there when Zeke Elliott got arrested after a concert. You know, excellent discussion topic, Matt. While yes, it seems players have been getting in trouble in Vegas lately, I don't believe it has anything to actually do with the city. My feelings is that it has to do with the fact that this day and age, 
athletes are put on a pedestal at a very young age and people worship them from that young age. You know, they get this sense of they are above the law and nothing or anyone can take away their fame and fortune. You know, it's almost as if they feel they have a Superman complex because of who they are. Unfortunately, they are not able to see that this is not reality, and one one small mistake can take it all away in an instant. You know, just ask, you know, Henry Ruggs or Ray Rice. But now back to Vegas. Does it open up more opportunities to be stupid, if you will? Of course. But people get in trouble all over the country, and Vegas is no different. I mean, look at where Kobe Bryant got himself in trouble, in the middle of a mountain range ski resort in the middle of who knows where the fuck Colorado. What I'm saying is it has nothing to do with the city these guys are in and has everything to do with their mentality. Until they can think that, until they can think critically about their actions, it's going to continue regardless as if, it, if it's in Vegas, Cleveland, or anywhere else that there's professional sports. Viva! Viva! Las Vegas! The other topic Matt wanted to discuss was just this Saturday in the Michigan versus Wisconsin college basketball matchup. You know, at the end of the game, Michigan's coach, Jawan Howard, he threw a punch at a Wisconsin coach on the sidelines. You know, he wanted to know if he should, if, if he should be, or if the Wisconsin coach should be revoked of their job since they're supposed to be role models to these college kids on the court. Excellent question, Matt, and your answer for Jawan Howard is absolutely without question should he be relieved of his coaching duties for this. You know, being a coach, you should never throw a punch for any reason at anybody during the time or immediately afterwards while you're still on the court. You know, the Wisconsin coach, I can't say he should be relieved of his duties as he did not throw a punch, and during the video it was hard to see if he retaliated, but calling a timeout at the time he did while it was a Bush League move it didn't warn someone throwing a haymaker at him. You know, this reminds me back to the Woody Hayes situation against Clemson when he threw a punch at the Clemson player, you know, on the sidelines after an interception that sealed the game and the win for Clemson. You know, he was let go of his duties because of it. You know, if the greatest coach in the history of Ohio State football can be let go due to throwing a punch, a guy who has led his Michigan team to an underachieving record so far this season, who may not even make it to the big dance, definitely needs to be let go. You're fired! The next question comes in from Mike Lombardo, and I'm not sure if it was a serious topic he wanted to hear about, but it is a great talking point. So first off, welcome back to the show, Mike. And Mike wanted to know if I planned on getting my free crack smoking kit supplied by Joey B and his cronies. Personally, no, I have not made any special plans on picking one up. But what the hell kind of shit is this from our president? You know, it is is part of the Department of Health and Human Services 2022 Harm Reduction Program grant. And in the document, the crack pipes are being sent out as part of a plan to disperse government funds for smoking kits. They say the kits will provide safer pipes for drug addicts to use when they smoke crack, meth, or any other substance. Because, you know, the meth and crackheads are running around highly concerned for their health and safety. Now, what the fuck is this? Uh, The grant program is worth $30 million and will start to provide the funds to recipients in May of 2022. They will be distributed to what they call underserved communities that include the black communities and the LGBTQ communities. They say it will push Biden's agenda of racial equity. Yes, you also blacks and gays can now smoke your crack out of the same pipe as the upper class crack smokers. There's another what the fuck moment. 
Uh, other equipment that qualifies for the funding in the grant include harm reduction vending machines. Not sure what the hell that is. Uh, infectious disease testing kits, safe sex kits, syringes, vaccination services, and wound care management supplies. You know, Democrat-run cities such as San Francisco and Seattle have similarly distrib- distributed these smoking kits to residents, but they've backed away from such programs in recent years over concerns that they were a- enabling the drug users. Really? That's genius. I want some crack! So the next listener topic comes in from my cousin Steve Molnar, and he's attributed some topics back in Season 1, so welcome back to the show, Steve. Uh, Steve wanted me to discuss peace through strength and how the current administration in America is failing at this. You know, excellent topic, Steve, and here's my take on it. You know, peace through strength is no stranger to American political ideology. As in 1970 or 1773, George Washington used the idea in his State of the Union address. He said there is a rank due to the United States among nations, which will be withheld, if not absolutely lost, by the reputation of weakness. If we desire to avoid insult, we must be able to repel it. If we desire to secure peace, one of the most powerful instruments of our rising prosperity, it must be known that we are we are at all times ready for war. You know, another great president, he utilized this philosophy, was Ronald Reagan, who in 1986 said, We know that peace is the condition under which mankind was meant to flourish. Yet, peace does not exist of its own will. It depends on us on our courage to build it and guard it and pass it on to future generations. George Washington's words may seem hard and cold today, but history has proven him right again and again. To be prepared for war, he said, is one of the most effective means of preserving peace. And then on assuming office in January 2017, Donald Trump cited the idea of peace through strength as central to his overall America First foreign policy. As such, the introduction to the U.S. National Defense Strategy of 2018 states, the U.S. force posture combined with the Allies will preserve peace through strength. So how is the Biden administration failing at this, you may ask? You know, the main reason is the president's failure in Afghanistan will have repercussions on our own national security for many years to come. Our adversaries in China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran, they sense our weakness and will be tempted to take advantage of it. Meanwhile, our partners in Taiwan, Ukraine, South Korea, the Middle East, and even Europe are surely doubting American resolve as we falter on our own commitments to allies and partner nations. This failure opens the door for future wars and conflicts. Biden actively ignored warnings from his national security and military advisors regarding the perilous nature of the rapid withdrawal from Afghanistan. Instead of listening to his experts, Biden chose to unilaterally withdraw all the United States forces, ignoring potential catastrophe for political expedience. Not only did his poor judgment and actions lead to a Taliban victory, they telegraphed the world that the U.S. is willing to abandon its international commitments for the sake of political expediency. China's goal to retake control of Taiwan is clear, and Russia has naked ambitions to influence Ukraine and Moldova. North Korea continues its quest to develop nuclear warheads, and Iran just inaugurated one of the most radical presidents in its history. You know, these rogue nations will likely increase funding of terrorism and nuclear weapons development or acquisition in the future. America, explain! Explain! What do you mean in Arkansas? 
Alright, now that we got that serious shit all out of the way, it's time to get some humor going as the show has been way too serious up until this point. You know, this is the part of the show where I find a stupid headline, you know, a stupid police blotter, a horrible dad joke, or just something funny to share with you guys. And then I'll hand out this week's Bag of Dicks Award to the biggest cocksucker for the episode. What are you waiting for, you dumb stupid fuck? So this one, it isn't a blotter or a dumb headline. It's just something that was so dumb that I ran across that I had to share with this group. You know, so some Twitter bimbo with the first name of Laura, you know, the last name was blurred out and you'll soon see why. She made this numbskull statement on Twitter. OMG, I just read that China is 12 hours ahead of America. Why didn't they warn them about 9-11? That's such bullshit. Fuck you, China. Like 3 billion people died. That's the end of the quote. So somebody want to tell her how time zones work? There's so much wrong with this post, but let's break it down. First, even if this shit was remotely possible to happen, does she honestly think China would warn us about impending doom? And secondly, 3 billion people? So the whole population of America basically perished with the 9-11 attacks. See, this is the shit, see this shit, this is why America is where we are today. Our youth are not taught anything that is useful anymore, and then you end up with word diarrhea such as this shit. You're, you're a fucking idiot. You know, we all know the police have a tough job, especially in America these days. But the cops in Grand Rapids, they were on the case with this police blotter. You know, a Grand Rapids resident called the police last week to report someone had entered his home during the night and taken five pounds of bacon from his refrigerator. Upon further investigation, the police discovered the man's wife had gotten up for a midnight snack and it was afraid to admit it. This bitch got up and ate a whole five pounds of bacon in the middle of the night. From that fact alone, I'm sure she was a real looker. This just in. Breaking news. Bacon is tasty. Chris McSizzles is on the scene. Reporting live. Alright, we've come to this episode's least sought after award, the never coveted Bag of Dicks trophy. While we had several candidates vying for the honor, I think we may have our first two-time winner, and it's none other than our clueless leader, Joseph Biden. Not only can we still not understand what the hell he is saying about 80% of the time he speaks, his asinine plan of handing out crack pipes, pipes to addicts is just about the dumbest shit I have ever heard. Nothing has been built since you took office, Nothing has come back since you took office, and there isn't a damn sure anything better since you took office. You cut our energy independence, so now gas has skyrocketed. Inflation is at an all-time high, so now goods and food prices have skyrocketed. Our shelves are empty due to the supply chain shortages. What in the actual fuck have you done to help the American people since you took office? You are clearly the worst president we have ever had in my lifetime, and right now, you may be vying for the title of worst president of anybody's lifetime. And to all you knuckleheads who voted for this pile of shit, all I can say is we told you so. So for all that you've done to hurt this country and make this world a worse place, Joey B., you can eat a bag of dicks. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Well, that's a wrap on episode two of the second season. I hope everybody enjoyed the show and has had the opportunity to catch up with all the other past episodes. 
Remember to check out my new Facebook group, Chris's Crack Breaks, for the chance at some autographed sports memorabilia at a cheap price. Always submit me some topics and questions, and I'll gladly talk about whatever it is you present me on the next episode. You know, that's about all I have for this show, so God bless. And this is Chris Reed signing off for the Read Between the Lines podcast. Until next time.